Welcome to They That Hope with Father Dave and Deacon Bob, seeing humor and hope in a crazy world. And I'm Deacon Bob. And I'm Father Dave, and we are doing a nighttime podcast. Yes, we are, baby. Walking out of my office this afternoon, my assistant says to me, uh, Oh, I like it when you guys do night cut, nighttime <laughs> podcasts. So here we go. <laughs> you can't even speak articulately here now. We and we've just started late. the podcast. Welcome, everybody. Uh, we have a lot of exciting Woo-hoo. things to share with you this weekend. We had an incredible Woo-hoo. graduation weekend. We really did. But first, but first, sports. Sports. That's our little sports tag. We're gonna do that every time now. Uh, I don't think so. Wow, I did. I, wrote, I created that. Okay, maybe we will. Let us know what you like, all right? All right, I'm kind of out of the loop. I know what's going on in the NBA. Okay, well, why don't we start with the NHL? Okay. Uh, right. Because there's some let's sad news. Okay. Sad news for the, you're, you know, every time I talk about hockey, you're like, let's just do that quickly. We're going to spend a whole episode. I'm like, I'm like Kornheiser. Do you ever watch uh, uh, PTI? Yeah, yeah. You know, as soon as you start talking about hockey, everybody turns the channel. <laughs> well, just to keep you quickly in the loop, you sadly. You know what Kornheiser says? What? He says, you know what I want for Father's Day? To be able to golf on Mother's Day. I just thought that was kind of funny. Nice. That's beautiful. Uh, there are no more Canadian teams mm-hmm. in the NHL finals. And apparently... How many teams? Where are we? Semifinals, quarters, where are we? We're, we're heading into the conference finals. Okay. So okay. Uh, we've got teams. Okay. But the Oilers are out. So uh-huh. uh, Connor McDavid, uh, who's one of the best players in hockey, is yep. is no longer That's in it. Um, the Kraken are playing the Stars tonight. The Kraken or who? The Kraken or Seattle. They're Seattle, a brand new team right. okay. in in crack in uh, okay. Seattle. Okay, and uh, they're doing good. The, what the, are krakens? No, it's like uh, this like water creaturey thing. Do you ever see uh, like Pirates of the Caribbean? Release sure. the kraken. Sure. Yeah, that thing that like tried to like crush the boat and stuff. Oh, that's so ridiculous. That's a kraken. That's ridiculous. Well, it's better than. It's not as good as the Guardians. <laughs> that's. Heartful. So lame. Well, that they're a baseball team. So mm-hmm. what else? Stop, There's stop, not a lot stop. to go. Don't go oh, there. Oh, oh, this is oh. funny how this works. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, uh, they're they're playing hockey. It's mm-hmm. exciting. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about less exciting things like baseball. So, so what well, we can go NBA Lakers. Yes, are playing the Nuggets. Yeah, it's a one so against the West, eight. Okay, right? I'm going to call the teams right now. Okay, and you have to pick the okay, other teams, okay, okay. and I think you're going to be okay with this. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna root for the Lakers over okay. the Nuggets. Oh, yeah. Come on, Nuggets! And I'm gonna root for the Heat oh, over yes. the Celtics. This, I like yeah, I'm giving I'm totally giving like you the favorite team. And I actually kind of like the Celtics, but uh, I'm rooting for former Cavs. So you've yeah, got I, I LeBron James in the that. Lakers, and you've got Kevin Love in it's the Heat. It's an interesting thing because we've got uh, the Lakers were the number eight seed, and the Nuggets were number one, and I think Celtics were number two. Celtics were number two, and maybe the and Heat, the Heat were, the were eight. Eight, yeah. So yeah, got, I think actually Lakers were seven, and Heat. Yeah, but so they both had to really, get through the, yeah, the play-in right, right. the play-in tournament, and it's been really, really exciting to watch. Um, yeah, the Sixers are out. The Sixers yep. just imploded. They just stopped playing. Really, it's kind of crazy. The one thing I would like. But wait, Tatum uh, from the Celtics Tatum scored. Neil? N- no, Jason Tatum. Okay, okay, I get that. Uh, Fifty-one points. For That's games, amazing. it's the first time anyone's ever scored that much in That's a game amazing. seven for amazing. the Celtics. The only thing is, like the Celtics and the Lakers would kind of be a flashback to yeah. Magic and Bird. So there's something about that. That but, would be cool. But also to have the Nuggets, a new team. Obviously, they're my favorite team. Uh, they're the team I always root for. <laughs> what are you laughing at? I thought you rooted for the Suns more than the Nuggets. Did I say that? I don't think I said that. You, check I, the I, tape. I think check we can. Tape. Pat, I'd like you to yeah, go back and uh, go through hey, every we episode. Ta- have we ever talked about Pat? 
I don't think we have. Let's talk about Pat. All right. Patrick Grace is the third member of our They That Hope team. He actually is. All right. So he's the one who handles all of our editing. And can I just say, um, <laughs> oh, can, this is oh, good. Okay. okay. So for the record, bring this up. For the record, I would say things that get cut, I would say you're probably 80%. Is that probably right? Uh, 95%, 95%. Sure, yes. Except for last One week's One time podcast. you get cut and you are texting me like a baby. Last, last week's podcast, let's say- If babies um, could text. It would have been about eight minutes longer, but I got I got cut a few things you that got, I said. You got a little lippy. We got in the topic of gambling and I had my opinion on a couple of things that apparently Patrick said, nope. And I was so glad about that. Yeah. Thank you, Patrick, for so keeping Patrick, us Patrick on the air. takes care of all of this. He does the editing and then he's the one that gets it out in the internet, in the world, wherever that does. But sometimes, honestly, we get it to him on Tuesday afternoon and he turns it around by Wednesday morning. Yeah. So we're actually very grateful for Patrick. Thank you, Patrick. Um, Baseball, so, the only real thing to talk about baseball is okay. the Pirates are imploding. Yeah. Uh, since the last time since, we went and saw since them. I, I went to go to their lost. game. Yeah. They've been on the downward track. Can I ask a question? Yeah. So I saw a highlight of somebody who hit their first home run. Mm-hmm. Now, they went into the dugout and they tried to high five people. Okay. And nobody. And they dissed him. Yeah. And Okay. Tell me about this well, tradition. It, it's, it's not, it's some teams will do it. It's like no reaction. Yes. And it's just, I don't know. It's just a funny thing. The guy's expecting everybody to go crazy. And then they're all like, oh, did you do something? They're yeah. all just sitting there and he's like, like, you know, trying to fist bump them and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. And he's laughing as he's doing it. Cause I guess he knows this tradition. People have their backs turned yeah, on him. Yeah, Nobody yeah, is yeah. acknowledging him. And then he gets to the end of it. And, and then, then the whole go, team okay, like great. jumped on top of him. And I thought, oh, that was really cool. So. It That's was great. it was well played. That's great. Yeah, baseball is still happening. There's only 120 more games to go, folks. So hold on, <laughs> things, <laughs> things are getting tight. Buckle up. Actually, it was fun. I went to a game the other night. Um, well, yeah, we we met, um, and then my nephew. It was really fun bringing my nephew, and I went with a couple of students. And my nephew was quite the opposite of you. Hmm. On the way home, he says to me, he "Goes Uncle Dave, like every time I go to the baseball park, I think." Oh my gosh, I really love this. Why don't I go more often? Yeah. So he and a bunch of his household brothers, he got in a household and he was just thrilled. Oh, nice. And he, what household? The prodigals, prodigal sons. Okay. So Return. Return of the prodigal sons, exactly. And about 10 of them went to the game and the Pirates lost 10 to 1 again. <laughs> he goes, he texts me, he goes, Uncle Dave. Uh, Maybe I don't like yeah, this yeah. game well, as well, much no, as goes, I thought I did. They're just not very good. But, yeah. but honestly, PNC Park is great. And l- a little heads up to those who are in California. Ooh. We're going to do alumni events in three cities in near the end of July. We're going to do uh, San Diego and go to a Padres game. We're going to do Anaheim and go to an Angels game. And we're going to do San Francisco and go to a Giants game. So wow. pay attention. We'll get some information on that coming in July. That sounds great. Yep. And that ends our sports. <laughs> sounds great. I like it. I like it's, it. It's growing on you. It is. It, it's growing on Do you. Do we have a promo? Oh, there you go. Well, oh, and this a, is so fitting because we just played this at graduation. Thank you. That's right. That's like a mashup of the Canadian anthem and the student of alma mater. Last weekend was Franciscan University's commencement, also known as graduation. We had more than 800 graduates, our largest graduating class yet. It was truly a blessed weekend. Archbishop Paul Coakley of Oklahoma City celebrated our baccalaureate mass. Then Lila Rose, who is the founder of the pro-life organization Live Action, gave a wonderful commencement address during our ceremonies. It's always such a joy to celebrate with graduates and their families here on campus. So on behalf of Father Dave and myself, congratulations to Franciscan University's class of 2023. 
And we sang the alma mater. Okay, so a couple of things. So let's take this in order. Okay. But I want to tell people to go watch Lila Rose's talk. But we're not going to start there because okay. we had a baccalaureate mass. We did. Uh, with Bishop Paul Coakley, Archbishop, Archbishop. Paul Coakley, yes. who was just fantastic. Yeah. Just, I really, really enjoyed him. Um, what was it like you uh, being a deacon for that? That was really wonderful. Mm -hmm. um, okay, fine. Let's move on. Okay. I, I'll, yeah, I didn't want to elaborate. That's <laughs> that's why I have a podcast. I just want to speak short, concise thoughts right. and not say any more about okay, it. Okay, can I just say my mother texted, or she texted me or we're calling, and she said, she goes, I always, I don't know why she said this, and this should, should be why, very positive. Because it was complimentary. Well, it, but it, it almost, she goes, I always forget how good of a voice Bob has. Because you did a little chant in the beginning. I did. And the other is that how well your voice is trained. Hmm. So she just appreciated that. But the thing that we really need to talk about, of which I have not spoken to you yet, Oh, several students came up to me and had a comment about the way you deaconed. Oh, yes. in a good way or a bad way? Well, they said, you look like Bishop Paul Coakley. <laughs> we have we have like the almost the same it was circular hysterical. glasses. Like several kids said, is, oh, was, we look wrong. up the altar and you guys don't look at all alike. <laughs> He's very tall. Go, yeah, they said, oh, they look like they look like they could be the same person. I said, they don't look at all like. And they said, well, they've got a beard. It's okay. He has like a full beard. I have a he good a, He has a full beard. We have, we have very similar glasses. I would okay. say that's Maybe about that's it. that's what you like have. We Maybe have, they should have said, gee, Bob's glasses look, look like the Archbishop's Look a lot glasses. like the Archbishop's. That's really funny. No, no. Maybe I just but had that funny. aura. So I, I'm, I think it's fair to say that sometimes at liturgies like that, kind of a big liturgy. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say you're nervous, but you just want to make sure you do it right. Yes. So we're at the very beginning and Bob is is standing next to the concelebrant. I said, go now. And I go, now, now. And he kind of looks at me and goes, shut up <laughs> or something. <laughs> what well, was but funny I was totally is just joking. Father Sean Roberson's next to me and he like jumped like, what's going on? I was yeah, just yeah. like, it's just Dave being, yeah, yeah. being Dave. Being Dave. Dave being Dave. And then you're trying to like tape your name tag to the back of my vestment. Thank, thanks for starting off by saying, you know, sometimes I know it's really nerve-wracking to be in front of people, <laughs> and then you're sitting behind me, like, trying to tape things on my vestment. No, you did great. Thank you. It was great. But graduation was beautiful, and and I don't know how people can find it. I, think I don't it, know either. I think if you go to, my guess is if you go to Franciscan University's uh, YouTube page, you could find graduation. But we had Lila Rose, uh, who is... Now, was she at both? She oh, was. Okay. She was. She was. Um, she gave the commencement address. Uh, she has started live action when she was 15 years old. And yeah. if you're not familiar with Lila Rose, you probably are. You just don't know it was her. She's the one that was behind a lot of those videos, those undercover videos mm -hmm. in abortion clinics that just really blew the door open on on the corruption of Planned Parenthood. And yeah, and she just she's a convert. She came into the faith when she was at UCLA. She's a UCLA graduate. Um, but her commencement is just—it's really amazing, just phenomenal and yeah. just beautiful. I thought one of the things I was just touched by was just the look on the faces of the students. I mean, this is she's thirty-five years old, a very successful woman, and she just—I was going to say the students. I think she captured everybody's imagination. Yes. It was just really good. The whole abortion issue is so. I remember I was actually in a conference in in um in Florida. And it was with the Beckett Foundation, and they handle religious liberty and pro-life issues. And the guy said it was really powerful. He said, everything abortion touches, it corrupts. Hmm. Everything. And that's so true. I mean, this it's just such a dark mess. And her, her address is just beautiful. So Yeah. And now, did you parties? It's definitely worth watching. Wait, can I talk more oh, about her yeah, address? Yeah, yeah oh, of course. Uh, you please. know, one of the themes that she had that I thought was great. Oh, she talked about Chronicles of Narnia. She talked about Chronicles of Narnia. I was thinking of you, which, yeah. is a, which is a very good book. It's series of books. It's even it's even great. It's a great series of books. It just didn't end up. I'd also like to go back to that conversation. <laughs> okay, you asked me to like, what's my favorite non spiritual book? 
and I ask you what's your favorite non-spiritual book, and you do a book that's a Christian allegory. I, I live the spiritual life. I guess what so. I, I guess so. That that's your version of secular is a C.S. Lewis book. <laughs> um, so, um, but she talked about you know Jesus being Aslan. That also made me laugh. I don't know who uh, many of you might see Babylon B. You sent me a funny link of yeah, yeah, yeah. your potential Christ figures in Narnia. Yeah, None of them were yeah, yeah. Aslan. Yeah, they yeah. just went through like the light post. Yeah, it's yeah, a light. Yeah, Jesus yeah. is the light. It but, must but, be that Mr. Beaver. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. House made of wood. That's a bit on the nose. Yeah. So, um, but talked about you know that. That famous line of Aslan, you know, he's not a tame lion, you know, yeah, but but he's good. But he's good. And he's she dangerous. talked about being dangerously good in society. And she just I mean, she was a very polished speaker, mm-hmm. you know, and she kept coming back to that theme of, you know, as disciples of Jesus, um, we are dangerously good. And we should be. We should allow ourselves to really lean into that. And the world is afraid of us. You know, there's a reason why. Um, we get persecuted and, uh, you know, we get shut out and we get canceled and et cetera, et cetera, is because they know that w- the truth that we have is a dangerous truth yeah. and that we are called to be good, but not good in a lukewarm way, but a dangerously good way. Yeah. And, and you know, you even think of, you know, when these videos started to come out, there was a little bit of some people were like, well, I mean... I don't know if she should have done that, you know, like, you know, what she did was kind of was illegal. This was a private conversation, supposedly, that was that was happening. And right. And so we actually there was a little bit, not a lot, but a little bit of pushback because some people said she wasn't honest. You know, she goes in here and their organization goes in here under a pretense of being something that they weren't. And they said, you know, it's lying. Well, yeah, I just. I, I, I don't see that as a problem for what she was doing, right? <laughs> right. So, right. Yeah. I mean, you know, everything that she uncovered, what yes, she discovered. absolutely. Um, Babies are saved with that. Yeah. I, I mean, amen. And so, yeah, the, the morality argument can keep going on, but I think that really helped me understand her insight and the way that she was raised, which is to say, be dangerously good. You know, like do, you know, do the... She, she wasn't putting any lives at risk. Yeah. She wasn't, you know, behaving in any of that manner. She was trying to save lives. And the ministry that she did, the work that she did, really uh, showed the corruption, you know, of what— I mean, we already knew there was corruption sure, just sure. With, with abortion, it's but even business. even just going into the depths of them knowing the corruption. Right, and, and selling body parts and trying to get all that right. Exactly. Yeah, which is just absolutely horrific. One of the so. lines she said that was really cute, she, she's from a family of eight children, and she goes in, and my family wasn't in ca- even Catholic. Or Mormon. Or Mormon. Yeah, that, was, was really that was a really but good But the other line. thing she said is, it was just beautiful. She said to the, you know, that the whole idea of living dangerously, she said, you know, as a woman, be a feminine, you know, live yeah. with femininity and, and, and be that. And that's dangerous. And to the men, she said, um, be masculine and yeah. be, be who you are. And be that's fathers. Gonna, right, be you fathers, know, be husbands, you know, right. You know, be women, the, be mothers. Be the head of your family. It yeah. was really beautiful. And just her, and then the thing I just, I was just touched by it, right? Her final thing is pray. Yeah. You know, pray. She calls it, it was interesting. Maybe you can pick up on it. She says, um, she just admired Franciscan University. And she said, it's kind of a Catholic Disneyland. And, and maybe share what uh, Steve yeah, yeah. Uh, what I mean, Dan said. But she just was thrilled. She, it was just wonderful to have her here. Yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, I, I, I would prefer us to be known as a Catholic Disney World. Yeah, okay, you know, good point. You know, to, to be honest. That's but, good to be able to but clarify But you're right. That. I think, um, you know, it, it's a weekend of saying goodbye to people, yeah. which is always tricky. And, you know, I mentioned that I uh, it was on sabbatical last semester and just really missed teaching. So 
this semester I just poured myself into students, which was awesome. But I only like a couple of weeks ago, I realized like a lot of the students that I had were, were like all graduating. They're leaving? I know, Probably right? Coming back. I, I know, exactly. So um, I don't know. For me, like it was a very... It was a very emotional weekend of, I mean, I'm always a little bit emotional saying goodbye to students, but there's just like, that's a lot of, a lot of my students, you know, the ones I've had over at my house and spent time with and doing youth ministry stuff. And so well, it's yeah. always, it's again, it's always bittersweet. It's like awesome to see them go because that's the whole reason right. you spend years with them. But when they go, you're like, oh. Well, I shared that obviously this is my fourth year. So this is the class yeah. that came in when I first came. <clears throat> and if we think about what this group has experienced with COVID, I mean, it's, it's a pretty remarkable four years that they've experienced. I think like, it's fair to say like never in human history. So there's that whole journey that we had with them. But I probably, I probably said, told the story that I'm about to tell last year at graduation time. But I remember I was a young friar. I was walking with uh, Father Dan Sinisi, who you probably remember, just a really, really good mm -hmm. friar. Yeah. And it's the, the quietest day on a college campus is Sunday afternoon after graduation. I mean, because it's just everybody's gone. Right. Uh, and he and I were walking, and it was I was newly ordained, and it was kind of this, yeah, there was a sadness, just like you were talking. And she sa he said to me, he said, Dave, that's part of our poverty. Hmm. He said, you know, everybody focuses on poverty. Franciscans can have things. But he said, we can't even hold on to relationships like that, that, mm. that you pour yourself into them and they go, which is they're supposed to go. It's like, what right. the heck, you're leaving? I mean, after yeah. all I've done for you, right? Yeah. But that's the nature of it. But it is very emotional. I mean, yeah, lots, yeah, lots of tears this weekend. And But that's one of the things that makes it beautiful, you know. One of the, uh, we're also having a number of faculty uh, folks leave. And uh, one of them is Daniel Kempton. He's been our dean of faculty, vice president of academic affairs, been here has it been 12 years 12 14? years yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and i i heard today the average life of a vpa is three to five mm -hmm. years yeah. and so the fact that he's hung around and done such amazing work is uh, just exceptional we'll miss him tremendously he's a big chelsea fan as i am mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's why i got a little bit surprised when we gave him a manchester city jersey but we'll move on from okay, that let's, okay let's yeah because <laughs> everybody else was where you were that and hockey, huh? Like yeah, no yeah, soccer, exactly. no hockey. Yeah, yeah. Okay, keep keep moving on. Yeah. But he brought up um, uh, he, he brought up the Catholic Disneyland line, and he I said it was really good. His yeah, insight. yeah, his insight was great. He said he said on some level, yeah, absolutely agrees. But as he was sharing with us, he said, but you know, at Disneyland, um, they're paid to be happy. You know, there's like a they're force. Actors. They're actors, and here it's a genuineness. Like there really is a joy. You know, even today we had faculty staff meetings, which sounds like, you know, as exciting as a root canal. And we were talking about difficult things. And yet we were still able to talk about difficult things, yep. have conflict, but laugh together, yep. be with each other. At the end, we're all celebrating together. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it really is a family. And I think that's something mm -hmm. that, you know, I, I think the students experience that. You know, there's just a genuineness that I'm honored to be a part of at Franciscan. Yeah, it's just, a, I mean, I'm so... So blessed. And, you know, I, this one woman came up to me and her daughter's graduating and she just started crying and was so moved and touched for what we did for her at the university. And it's, it's that times, I don't know how many people come up and say that kind of thing. And it's, yeah, I, yeah, I'm just humbled that I get to be a part of, it. I really am. The fact that I get to be a part of it and, and you and I get to be a part of, of forming young people's lives that are going to impact generations, yeah. you know, generations from now. So it's just really a great, great blessing. Young people's lives and older people's lives. Yeah, you yeah. know, we had the biggest turnout on campus of our online grad students. 
And that was really, really yeah. cool. Somebody because, came from the Philippines. <laughs> that's right. Grad yeah. Students from yeah. We're having more and more of our online grad students physically come to graduation. And that's really special yeah, too. Like some to, of them, it's the only time they've been here. I, I yeah. know. Yeah. And get, getting to meet them and, you know, not seeing them in a Zoom window, but talking to them in person mm-hmm. and their stories of how, you know, they persevered with a job and kids and ministry and, stayed up late at night watching videos and their spouses usually said, oh yeah, I listened to every lecture because I was, you know, because she was in the other room yeah, while right. I was trying to do something. charge them double. I know, right? Um, just a gift. So, you know, blessings to all of you if you're listening who just graduated. Certainly, uh, I know many, but not all, are alumni who listen to this podcast. Nope. Uh, Both and of them we appreciate. Both of you. <laughs> That's great. And uh, yeah, just praise God. It was a really, really great weekend and uh, exciting stuff. to that stuff. end, I'm oh. out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving, bro. <laughs> so uh, we're not going to have a podcast next week because, well, not like we normally do. Right. And, and Bob will talk a little bit about that in a minute. Because I am leaving Father Joe Lehman and I, we get away. He's our provincial. Father yep. Joe and I were classmates together. And we get away uh, just about every year, just go someplace and... Fly fishing. Do Yeah, do some fishing, do some kayaking, hiking, maybe play a round of golf. Uh, and I will mention this particular time we're actually going to go to a funeral. A good friend of ours, oh. uh, John Bouillou's father, passed away. You didn't know. I didn't oh, know I'm that. sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, John's yeah. dad passed away the day oh. before yesterday. So okay. we'll and pray for um, uh, Mr. Bouillou, John's dad. John's yeah. a good friend of ours. Yeah, Been at is. the university a long time. So we're going to go to the funeral, but just get away for a week or so, which made me think of vacation. Well, I, I, I have something going on this weekend that I thought I'd talk about. Okay, too. well, let's come back to that at the end. Great. The whole old thing. All right. Your best, craziest vacation story with your family. The thing that was just like a dumpster fire and you're like, <laughs> you're like we're never going to do this again. Oh, that's really easy. Okay. Um, after my dad passed away. Oh, that's a good story. It's, oh, it's going to go downhill from there. Yeah. Well, we had always talked about going on a cruise as a family. And my dad hated boats. So, that um, happen. so it wasn't going to happen. But after my dad passed away... And, you know, going back to the house was going to feel a little weird. My mom said, you know what, why don't we, why don't we try to do the positive? Let's do things that we never did before. So let's go on a cruise. So I've never been on a cruise. My mom's never been on a cruise. So none of my family had been on a cruise. My sister goes on cruises all the time. So she was excited. Well, you'd think, right? But she goes on cruises all the time. So she said, well, I only want to do it if we can go somewhere that she hasn't been. Okay, I don't care because I haven't been on a cruise. So we decided to go to Cuba because Cuba just opened up, right? So uh, we get this cruise to Cuba and we're in, I think think it was Tampa. I think the port was Tampa or or maybe St. Petersburg. And we're walking in this huge port and it's got all these pictures of like water slides and rock walls and roller coasters on boats. It's going to be amazing. Except that's not your boat. Except that's not (laughs) our boat. And none of that was on the boat. The boat had like a a pool, a very size of our podcast. I mean, it's, you're not wrong. It was really, really tiny. I found out later that after I called and complained that, um, the they actually had because Havana has a very small harbor. Oh, they, they had to boats. decommission boats that from the seventies, and I and I felt that because you walked in and their theater was called a Chorus Line Theater. Yeah, I yeah. thought a chorus. It's like dedicated to Marvel and Hamish. That's right. So it, it, um, the big the love boat. We go to didn't right. So we go to Cuba and um, Cuba is sad. It's it's it's, it's very depressed. poor. 
we went on a we went on a tour of Cuba. Uh, we drove around in these classic cars. They call them classic cars, but essentially they just haven't gotten new cars, you know, in like thirty or forty years. Uh, I remember the high point of it was we went to Revolution Square, which was essentially a really large, empty parking lot. And the tour guide was explaining to us how Fidel um, talked for hours and, and everybody was just, you know, just enthralled with what Fidel had to say. And my wife, my my politically correct and sensitive wife, said to this guy, she said, so why do you like Fidel Castro? Isn't he a dictator? <laughs> No, we're all taking like a few steps away from my wife. <laughs> and the, the guy was saying, well, he's like, well, I know you think that, but we don't see him as that. We see him as a liberator. And then just to double down, my wife goes, from who? And he goes, well, <laughs> from you, from America, from CIA, who are trying to destroy our system. And it's so weird. Your guide was an Italian? <laughs> it's, that doesn't sound like... That doesn't sound at all like an Italian, all right? <laughs> That's so good. That's so so uh, we survived the trip. Well, almost. And then while we were at sea, um, Bobby slipped, uh, oh, no, broke his something. leg, oh, fractured his femur. Okay. We went into port at the Bahamas. We got airlifted oh, back to I Pittsburgh. I remember that part, yeah. The name of the boat was called the... What was it called? Well, we call it the... the tra- well, we call it the travesty of the seas. But oh, it's it had something that sounded like that. But that was... Um, I remember one particular. That was the, wor- that was yeah. the worst and vacation that's, a, that's the best thing about vacations because every family's got a negative. And this one, we went to the, my family went to Mexico for Christmas. And it the whole vacation was fantastic. But there was just one thing that had happened. My brother, I think because he missed school for so much, he had to leave early because we were going to miss a couple of days. But if he left, if he missed any more school, he was going to be. Right, right. So he took some of the stuff, you know, flew home back to Colorado. Well, apparently he took a book that my mother had read because she didn't need any more, but all of our money was in that book. <laughs> so like we go, it's like, honey, will you have some money for dinner? It's like, I don't have any money. And this is, you know, long ago when it wasn't, you didn't have ATMs everywhere right, right. and all that kind of thing. So I remember like, we're, we're going to go hungry. Nobody's <laughs> going to give us anything to eat. But and, and I remember. And Tom is like buying everybody meals. Yeah, was yeah. it Tom or was it Rob? Which one that took the book? Yeah. Oh, Jim. Yeah, oh, they, oh, Tom and Rob are the younger ones. Yeah, yeah. It was Jim. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was Jim. Uh, the other thing is, and, and I just, I'm, I'm going to put this out here to moms and dads. To take your kids anywhere is, I remember one time, my brother, you know, you've met Rob several yes. times. Rob's in Cleveland. I said, Rob, you know, you could come visit me sometime. So one of the times he goes, okay. So he drives down. I meet him in the parking lot at the uh, motel here in Steubenville. Like two kids are crying. One kid's thrown up. The other kid's yelling, can we go to the pool? They had, they were here for one night. They had a trunk load of and I looked yeah. at him and I said, you never have to do this again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. God bless you guys to do anything. It's, it's The smaller they are, the more stuff. It's like an yeah. exponential thing. It's like, just crazy. You know, if they're a certain height, then you have to bring three times their body weight yeah. of stuff. It's just and, crazy. Uh, so thank you, moms is, and dads that take your kids anywhere. Yeah. Anywhere. But you've got a good week, a great weekend. Yeah, my, my oldest son is getting married. Uh, this is the first wedding of our kids. He's... 25, getting married to a wonderful young woman, Jocelyn, who graduated this weekend with a com arts degree, and uh, we're really, really it nice excited. Seeing, it was nice seeing them at the baseball game, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. We just had a, yeah. So, I, you know, it's, it's almost a little surreal. I mean, some of this was having a wedding the week and after graduation. I mean, this is such a, a crunch time for everything, you know, in, uh, in faculty life. 
And um, well, let me just put you at ease. Bob. Oh, please. Yeah, because weddings always go so smoothly. Oh, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have any examples <laughs> of weddings that have not gone smoothly? I, I might have one. Okay, so <laughs> have you? Actually, you probably never have. Have you ever heard of a podcast called um, "Abiding Together"? No, no, no. Doesn't ring a bell. No. Okay. Well, be that as it may. Do they do sports? No, probably not. That's why you don't. That's why you've never heard of it. (laughs) Apparently, there's these three gals, and they do this podcast together, and everybody seems to think they're so great. Mm. Well, one of those gals I married. Oh, yeah. I thought you were celibate. No, um, I. I, Well, there's a lot you don't know, and and as this podcast. (laughs) As the podcast progresses, um, there's more I'll share about it. I just didn't feel we should start there. Okay. So I did Heather and Jake's wedding, which was really, really wonderful and just a great blessing. Is it be Heather and Jake Kim? Yes. Yes. And one of the things that they did, and I tell everybody I marry, I said, your wedding should look like you. And Hmm. this couple totally, like their reception wedding, the reception party the night before the wedding was burgers, pizza, and beer in their backyard. That's beautiful. They said, take off, you know. Don't wear nice clothes, come in in short. And it was great. Everybody was just so relaxed. It was wonderful. The slight thing that was interesting was, so we do the rehearsal the night before the wedding, and there was going to be a funeral in the church the morning of the wedding. So they left the body in the church. (laughs) So we do the whole rehearsal with this dead man in the middle of the church. And the women are trying to process up. And I said, okay, tomorrow we're almost positive this dead person will will not not be be a dead body. So we said, tomorrow, don't worry about it because there's not going to be this cat. It was the most... Awkward. Isn't that like not hygienic? Like, I don't know. Don't bodies I, rot or I, something like I don't, that. I don't. I don't know. Are you sure know. there was a body in there? Yes, I'm positive there was a Did body. Did you look? Let me just say I'm positive there was a body <laughs> in there. So, so be at peace, Bob. Everything will go smoothly. What could possibly yeah, go yeah, wrong? That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's, no, that's great. That'd be a great celebration for your family. You got family coming in. Everybody, I'm assuming. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the whole fam's coming in, and thankfully they're doing it here. In Steubenville, um, she was a, a military brat, okay. so she really didn't necessarily feel a connection to any particular uh, any particular place except here in Steubenville. They're getting married at Christ the King, which is where Jenny and I got married uh, back in 1997. So that's, awesome. that's, that's going to be great. Uh, yeah, families coming in town, uh, lots of friends, lots of John's household, which I was an advisor of. Um, I'm really looking forward to a fun weekend. I would, awesome. I would tell you about the rehearsal dinner, but I know they actually listen to the podcast, and I want it to be a surprise. Okay. But good. it will reflect their life. Maybe, oh, good, good. Maybe next week I will uh, mention good. what awesome. we did for the rehearsal dinner. That's and, awesome. And as stated, I won't be here next week. So, right. Bobby, what are you going to do? So, next week, um, I'm really excited. Uh, not, not only did I finish all of my exams and finals and got things ready for graduation— uh, last week, we did all the final touches on the new album, The Hours, that I did with the Brewer Sisters and mixed mixed it, sent it up to the interwebs. It's being replicated as we speak and should be here by the end of the month. But I have all the final mixes. And I know many of you are supporters of the project and even just like it. So uh, because Dave is going to be out of town, originally we were thinking, oh, we won't do anything. But I'd love to share with you some of the music that we recorded and some stories about it. So, oh, cool. So you just play a song. Tell, I'll tell a little history. story. Oh, I'll play awesome. a song, you know, maybe just three or four songs off the album. And cool. uh, hopefully it'll be something you like. And if not, you don't have to listen to it. That's cool. Now, the next week, am I back? I hope so. I think I am. If not, I'll do a whole nother episode. Of <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll write some new songs. Or one of the in one of these times when when Bob can't be here, I'll play the music I've done. Oh, that will be, be a really short show. <laughs> Patrick will edit that really down. My baloney has a first name. It's O S C A R. All right, I'm going to close with a prayer. Good, Almighty God and Heavenly Father, we thank you for family. We thank you for moments like graduations, like weddings. Uh, these. 
funerals, right? These, these moments where we can recollect and celebrate and remember. And we just ask that we would always be mindful of what you did for us on the cross. Uh, in this Easter season that we continue in, we're coming up also to the, uh, the ascension, the, the celebration of the ascension of our Lord. Lord, help us to keep our eyes fixed on you. Bless all of our listeners. Uh, bless those that have, might have just graduated or gotten married, a new thing in their life. Bless those that might have lost somebody or are going through a difficult time. Lord, give us the hope that we get through the resurrection, through your life, and through your love. May the blessing of Almighty God be upon you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Rob. Thank you, Father Dave, and God bless all of you. Uh, feel free to shoot us an email, if you'd like, with a prayer request at hope at franciscan.u. That's hope at franciscan.u. E-D. You. Edie. You.